Buenos dias from Gardner's Bay. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 7th of October, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. If you're listening to this on Thursday, the 7th, it means that the week is finally over. The much-deserved four-day weekend has finally arrived, and Argentines everywhere are taking the opportunity to travel around the country. Four-day weekends like this one are usually made of one national holiday and an extra day that the government grants in the hopes that it will activate internal tourism, an activity that's in need of a big boost now. In this case, we're celebrating the Respect for Cultural Diversity Day, whose original date is the 12th of October. And speaking of the 12th of October, that's the day when the vaccination of children between 3 and 11 years of age will kick off. Kids are expected to receive the Sinopharm shot, which is the only one that Argentina has in stock out of all of the vaccines approved for children. Fortunately, we don't have a lot to talk about pandemic-wise this time. In recent weeks, Argentina has recorded a substantial decrease in the number of daily COVID infections and fatalities, reporting less than a 1,000 new cases on most days. This is not exclusive to Argentina, of course. All throughout South America, there's been a sudden drop in the number of cases and deaths, prompted by the vaccination efforts on top of the wave that provided antibodies to those it didn't kill. One peculiarity of the continent is that the Delta variant hasn't found that much traction there. Another reason is South America's culture of vaccination. There's not as much rejection as in other places, and although the impoverishment in the region surely puts people at a higher risk, most are more than willing to get their shot. Perhaps a more pressing issue for South America right now is the energy crisis, which is sweeping the globe and on its way to hit this continent as well. Brazil is on the edge of power rationing and major blackouts and will need to rely on importing supplies from Uruguay and Argentina until the rainy season starts and dams are replenished. Historically, Brazil has always been at the forefront of energy transmission, relying on its hydroelectric industry for decades. But climate change is shifting the dynamics as droughts overtake the region. Like the rest of the world, South America will be forced to compete for natural gas. On that note about Brazil, the Brazilian economy minister, Paulo Guedes, said Argentina should withdraw from Mercosur, the South American trade bloc, if President Fernandes's government feels uncomfortable with Brasilia's plans to modernize it. The president has been very clear in his opposition as Argentina is not ready to open up to more flexible measures with such a convoluted economy. What this modernization would entail is a possible reduction of external trade tariffs and the ability of member states to negotiate agreements with other countries independently, rather than as a bloc. By the way, Argentina took a new step on Friday to boost its local financing options in pesos and try to control that convoluted economy as the midterm elections approach. The truth is, investors are selling their debt in local pesos and buying U.S. dollars amid concerns that the government could add restrictions to prevent capital flight. Therefore, the Treasury 
will offer non-transferable promissory notes that can only be acquired by mutual funds, which will have a 30-day maturity. Their returns have not yet been announced. Speaking of investments, Argentina's National Securities Commission has called for public consultation to create a framework for foreign issuers to list securities on Argentina's local markets. We'll keep you posted on how that goes. A couple of episodes ago, we touched base on the blank check company that the e-commerce giant Mercado Libre was getting off the ground with venture capital firm Kazek. Last Friday, the 1st of October, that same company, Meli Kazek Pioneer Corporation, raised $287 million in an offering. This company is looking to generate alternative access to public markets for great digital companies. Right now, it's looking at 30 potential targets for acquisition, which range from e-commerce and fintech firms to proprietary technology or logistics firms. Another giant that's exploring new businesses is Boca Juniors, one of Argentina's most popular football clubs. Commonly known as the club where Diego Maradona made his name as one of the world's greatest players, the club is looking into getting on the cryptocurrency bandwagon. More specifically, Boca is in talks with crypto companies to start issuing tokens for its fans and open a new potential financing avenue. Socios.com, which sells tokens for over 50 different teams, proposed issuing a fan token that would allow the club to raise at least $10 million over the course of the deal. This is more than the club's current sponsorship deal with Qatar Airways, which is worth $6.5 million per year. By the way, if you're a techie in Argentina, you may want to look into Naranja Equis, a fintech company that's looking to hire 600 employees in the next few months. Prompted by the work-from-anywhere scheme, the company is looking to scout engineering, architecture, cybersecurity, and data analytics specialists from all over the country, offering the possibility to work remotely from anywhere in the world. Since we're on the topic of tech, Argentines were disconnected for seven hours on Monday the 4th as WhatsApp was hit by Facebook's widespread outage, while tens of millions of users across the entire world were affected by the hours-long outage, Latin America was especially disconnected as WhatsApp is the messaging app of choice for pretty much everyone. If you're engaging in long-distance communication with your family, though, this might be the perfect time to go visit. Starting the 19th of October, the daily entry cap for Argentines and residents will be eliminated, which means tourists should no longer get stranded abroad. This measure was announced on Monday the 4th after learning that half of the Argentine population had completed their vaccination schemes. It seems that November will be a great moment to either enter or leave Argentina. Either way, I would recommend you do so before summer ends, as we can never be too certain of what the cold will bring. In other news, the government confirmed on Tuesday the 5th that Supreme Court Justice Elena Hayton de Nolasco has resigned from her post. The 78-year-old will step down at the start of November 
17 years after being sworn in and becoming the first woman to join the court since the return of democracy in 1983 and to serve as the court's vice president. The news comes just a week after Horacio Rosati was elected as the court's next chief justice, which surely had something to do with her resignation, although her motivation is still unclear. President Fernandez will now have to roll up his sleeves and find a replacement, which will need the support of two-thirds of the upper house and therefore at least some of the opposition. Speaking of rolling up one's sleeves, the Buenos Aires Fashion Week, commonly known as BAF Week, will be taking place the third week of October, starting on the 18th. Although the event will have a virtual component, people will be able to attend in person in different iconic locations in Buenos Aires. Because it's BAF Week's 20th anniversary, the overarching concept is a stroll down memory lane to recognize some of the country's most influential brands from the last 20 years. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Argentina. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos. Nos vemos.